0: Hello everybody and welcome. This is the Path to the Divine Self Episode 2, the Pineal Gland. Thank you very much for joining. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. Um, Before we begin, I'd like us to just go through maybe um, a little arrival, um, a space in which we can kind of just all arrive together. So perhaps just finding a way to sit comfortably, legs crossed or uncrossed, maybe lying down, whatever feels right for you. Perhaps just putting your hand to your heart and dropping your awareness from your head, from your mind, from whatever you've been thinking about, to the physical body, to the heart center. Just keeping the awareness on the breath. Just noticing that breath. And Just noticing where your awareness is, whether it's fighting to go back to the head or whether it's dropping comfortably into the heart space. Just arriving here and just feeling that open space and just really intending to connect with the information that's about to be delivered in this podcast. In Lakesh al thank you very much for joining everybody. I'll tell you a bit more about what those mysterious words are in a little bit. But before that, let's get started here. Can human beings have superhero powers, and if they do, how do we develop them, and how do we use them to the best of our abilities and for our highest good? Well, this is the question that's really kind of at the base of the work that I do, uh, and that's really at the base of this podcast, The Path to the Divine Self. Um and I really do actually believe that we do have superhero powers and that they've been um, put to sleep or that they've been forgotten and that they simply need to be reawakened. And that that's actually something that's possible for each and every one of us. So this is actually the basis of the work that I do uh, and the work that I do with regards to, re- to connecting to the divine realm, to developing energetically. And so when I do look at uh, whether or not we do have superhero powers and whether or not the human being does have these uh, abilities that are kind of out of the ordinary, or, or or magical, or much stronger than what we think that we have, I generally try to look at where these might exist within us, where which kind of structures exist within the human being that could actually um, house these uh, abilities and superpowers. And one of them that I've been studying very closely is the pineal gland. So the pineal gland is a cone shaped gland which is right at the center of the brain, right at the geometric center of the brain. And it produces melatonin and serotonin. And when the sunlight hits the eye, it reaches the pineal gland and then it awakens the serotonin response, which triggers feelings of happiness. Um, Now, of course, with regards to melatonin, that's with regards to regulating our, our sleep patterns. Now the pineal gland is connected to the retina of the the eye via the optic nerve and that's why when we are exposed to sun, the sun goes in through the eye and affects the pineal gland directly and allows for these um, serotonin response to happen and for us to be happier, which is why we're so happy when we're in the sun now i kind of want to talk about a personal experience that i had regarding the pineal gland so a few years ago when i kind of embarked on this journey uh to you know really find this um, awakening and find um, our connection to our higher selves at the time i was on an inquiry uh, about sacred sacred sites and sacred spaces, and on their effect on our beings, and um, and I was finding things that were really really interesting about our access to the divine via these sacred sites. And I realized that these sacred sites that I was visiting were spaces of intensified energetic frequency. And when we were in these spaces, we had access to a higher energetic frequency, which connected us to the energy of the divine realm, and that the divine realm connects a contains a consciousness which um, is highly beneficial for the human energetic system. So when we are in this space of connection to the divine realm, our being has access to information which allows it to develop abilities to transform, to heal, um, and to shift anything in our day-to-day lives. Essentially, we end up living better lives on a day-to-day basis. I was led to go visit uh, the temples of the Maya in Mexico. And so I went on this trip where I went across the Yucatan and I went across, you know, Teotihuacan in the north of Mexico City. And and my journey took me to this place called Palenque. So I remember arriving to Palenque as part of this massive journey that I was, um, that was on. And I arrived there really early in the morning because I think I arrived there just after sunrise because I always knew, I had always been told that um, you know sunrise was the best time was the most powerful time at uh at any of these sacred sites because essentially the energy of the sunrise is uh, amplifies and magnifies the energy of the space which is already really powerful which is why a lot of monks tend to chant at sunrise and a lot happens at sunrise so energetically it's a really powerful time and i remember getting there that early and knowing that it wouldn't be open yet but that it didn't matter because just being close to the site even if i couldn't get in was was enough to kind of really feel that frequency and i remember when it finally opened and i started walking in i remember being completely blown away when i started to see the first structures and now you've got to imagine that this is an archaeological site which is thousands of years old it had been built by the maya and it's obviously you know kind of in ruins at the moment but it's just blocks of these gray stones but of all the sites of the maya it's the one that i have to say that looks the most palatial it looks very kind of regal it's just really powerful looking sight and i remember walking through this really lush green landscape it was almost like a jungle like lush green landscape to get to the pyramids and one of the first things that i noticed were all these kind of images sculpted images of mayan men with massive kind of um, uh, head pieces on tops of their on top of their head, and I was wondering what that represented. Um, And when I researched it further, I realized that they considered the head to be the antenna to the cosmic realm. The head was a very important part of our connection to the divine realm and our connection to source. Um, And I remembered when I started to walk up to this one pyramid, which was just very, very, very striking and and very broad, and it was called the Pyramid of the Cross. And I remember being really curious about why it was called the Pyramid of the Cross, because I had known obviously that the Spaniards had arrived to Mexico and Mesopotamia, and they had Taking it over, and but I knew that this had been this had existed much before then, and so it turns out that the cross was a symbol that was used by the Maya um, much before the time that the Spaniards came and um, kind of invaded, and so I realized that there was a direct connection between uh, this pyramid of the cross and the pineal gland. The Mayan were obviously very very intelligent people. And so the whole thing about this Pyramid of the Cross is that it was actually a place that was used for the activation of the pineal gland, because they understood the, the force of the pineal gland, that the pineal gland was not only um, very vital to our organism, but also vital in terms of allowing us an access to higher intelligence. So they, they used this activation method, which brought an awareness from the third eye, all the way back to the pineal gland, which is, as I said earlier, in the center of the brain, and then from, uh, which forms a straight line, and then forming another line that crosses it, going from one ear to the other ear, and that created a cross. And that was why uh, the pyramid was called the Pyramid of the Cross, because it was a pyramid of initiation and activation for the pineal gland, and because it was such an important gland, such an important part of our being, that they created a whole pyramid for it. The cross obviously also in the time represented the crossing of the telluric lines, the energetic lines that cross along the surface of the earth, but it also cross at palenque as they do as at many other sites. Um, now the crossing of the telluric lines also relates to the activation of the pineal gland because the more time we spend at the crossing of telluric lines, the more activated our pineal gland becomes. So they believe that there are four seeds in the human head, which are the seeds of connection to the universe. So those four seeds are from the third eye the pineal gland and the right and the left ears and so when they cross it creates a cross so this isn't something that just belonged to the maya this is something that many cultures uh, believed was part of their spiritual realm and spiritual belief system so for instance the ancient greeks believed that the pineal gland was the gateway to the realm of thought in hinduism they linked it to the third eye which is the seat of intuition so they believe that each chakra connected to a specific organ and at the third eye the third eye chakra was connected to the pineal gland and so that's interesting because that's in hinduism but that's also the belief that the um, the maya had as well and so um, they believe that our light body is linked to the pineal gland and it 's linked there via the third the third eye chakra in ancient Egypt as well. You know we all kind of know the image of the eye of, of horus it 's a symbol uh, which is linked to the creation of everything to the source of all, to the beginning of everything, to the first moment when God said, "Let there be light, um, and that the earth was created, and the universe was created. Uh, So, basically, that eye of Horus, if we look at it closely, is actually shaped exactly like the pineal gland. And when you also look at images of the Buddha, of the Vishnu, of Shiva, even images of Jesus Christ, we'll often see a circle of light around the head, a circle of light that might be white or might be gold. And that normally means that that culture that created that believed that uh, when a person was enlightened, their pineal gland uh, was also activated, and that created that glow of light around the head. So it's really fascinating to see that this is something that existed across many cultures in this way. So essentially, the common belief across all these cultures is that the pineal gland triggers a numinous effect, a numinous state, which supports the access to higher information and the path to self-actualization, to personal growth. It awakens our intuitive body. It's a kind of a frequency receiver, an energy receiver, and an information receiver. It allows us access to another realm of information that we normally wouldn't have access to. It's kind of like a portal or a stargate. You know, it's kind of like what the Mayan believe and many others believe as well, is that the the pineal gland had the ability to be transported into the cosmic realm and to adapt and pick up the frequencies of that cosmic realm. And then we would bring it back to our being, to our physical body, and to our energetic being on Earth. And then it would allow the upgrade of that entire system to match that frequency, which is pretty fascinating stuff. It's pretty out of this world, quite literally, actually. So the activation of the pineal gland can also enable a sense of being outside of our physical body, a sense of a kind of an out-of-body experience growing beyond our perceived limits. Um, going beyond the limits of ourselves and that's kind of something that's really essential for us because it allows us to really step away from the cultural conditioning that we've gotten used to and this was kind of what the temples of ancient civilizations were all about they were spaces where we could go back and connect to ourselves and disconnect from cultural conditioning which didn't work for us and and was potentially holding back from being the highest expression of, of ourselves So I remember when I was at Palenque, um, I remember being on the site and uh, beginning to start a meditation and knowing at this point that this was an important place for the activation of, um, of the pineal gland. And I started to kind of dive into that and really connect with that. And I remembered feeling my head, my entire head flooded, flooded with light from the pineal gland radiating, glowing light in my head. And I just remembered feeling that bliss and that sense of peace that came from that. And it's really interesting because very often in meditation, we talk about coming out of our head and going into our body when actually um, the pineal gland invites us to go into our head, into our brain to really find that access to the divine, which is something that's really, really fascinating. So I remember going back to my hotel, researching this further, meditating on on it further, and then going back at sunset to... Um, the site of Palenque again to really experience that again, and I remember just really the connection to that um, to that space, to that pineal gland, and I remembered feeling a sense of spiraling, and a sense of glowing and radiance, and and as this bubble of light grew around my head, it felt like it took over my entire body um, and shifted massive things, which was really interesting. And you know, this entire trip that I was on was transformative, and it really transformed my life, and it helped me find new purpose, a new sense of purpose, a new sense of excitement and motivation for life, um, and a new sense of bliss. So this was probably a very big part of it as well. So as I said earlier, you know, the, um, the pineal gland is connected to the retina of the eye via the optic nerve. So another thing, another benefit that we can reap from it is rather than just taking light in from the retina and allowing it to feed the pineal gland, but also hold our intention, you know, whatever intention we have to be the higher version of ourselves or to achieve anything we want to achieve, we can hold that intention in the pineal gland and watch it expand out in the other direction and expand out into the world around us. You know, it's almost like if you imagine, you know, when you think about Superman or Spider-Man or anyone else of these superheroes and you see these laser beams that come out of their eyes, that just kind of jet out of their eyes. And when they, when they kind of use those laser beams, they can kind of achieve anything they want. They can destroy, destroy a wall. They can, you know, destroy a person that's alive. They can, they can cut anything. They can cut an entrance into a wall and walk through. So it's kind of accessing that ability. You know, if we imagine that we are superheroes, just kind of knowing that we have that ability, that infinite amount of abilities in our uh, pineal gland, and allowing that to kind of radiate out like a laser across. Um, out into the um, out of our eyes and into the world around us and impacting the world around us. And it's interesting when we talk about laser because there was another kind of technology that was used by the ancients with regards to the pineal gland. And that was the SASER technology. So the same way that we have laser, which uses light, you know, light amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. The SACER is a sound amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. So essentially they would use sound, the ancient civilization would use sound to activate the pineal gland. And what was amazing about it is that they would use the sound of their own voice. And that meant that you know, they didn't even need objects or instruments, it was just themselves. So I love that. I really, really love that. I love the idea that different parts of ourselves, you know, our mouth, our pineal gland, our eyes, all kind of work together to create this massive intelligence. And that's, that's what really, really blows me away. And that's what's really important to me here. So how do we activate our pineal gland? And how do we make it work for us? Well, there are many things that we can do. And that's the that's the fun part is that there are so many things that we can do and that we're so far from them already that just making an effort will already make such a big difference. So, for instance, eating the right foods, uh, eating the right foods and avoiding certain foods. So, for instance, avoiding fish, which contains a lot of mercury, lowering our consumption of meat. You know, eating more raw veggies, more seaweed, more black-eyed peas, bananas, potatoes, hot peppers. Uh, those are all uh, foods that are really, 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 um, really good for developing the pineal gland. Also avoiding fluoride. And that's the thing. It's like fluoride is found, you know, it's been given to us as kids. It's been put in our water. And avoiding fluorides is actually one of the best things that we can do to activate the pineal gland. Because essentially, some the, the world that we live in, is um, numbing our pineal gland, you know, the amount of toxins that we have, the amount of of electromagnetic fields that we have, man-made electromagnetic fields that we have around us are all numbing the pineal gland. So we just have to find ways to reactivate it. So, you know, for instance, using toothpaste that that, that are natural, that are organic, Um, you know, using foods that neutralize fluorides like tamarind, turmeric, kelp, for instance, is really fantastic. So having a turmeric drink in the morning is, is really, really great. Trying to avoid toxins as much as possible. I mean, I only use... Any kind of product that's organic. I don't use anything that's not organic. Um, and if, if and even the products that I have that are organic, like a cleaning products, and whichever I put them in the bathroom, and I close the door, or I put them in a box and I keep them outside. So just so that my space is not influenced, doesn't have as has as little toxins as possible. Try to use, uh, you know, materials that have um, the least. Uh, chemicals, the least toxins, the least dyes, uh, unnatural dyes in them as well. Try to limit our exposure to electromagnetic fields. So look around your home where could you be reducing how many uh, electro- electro- electronic equipment you're using? Um, how many appliances you're using. Just reduce that, switch them off, unplug them at night, switch off your internet before you go to sleep. These are all things that that we could be doing. Frankincense incense is also really great. It's all It's been known to, it's been scientifically proven to affect the pineal gland. So that's a really great one, just burning some, some frankincense as well. Spending time in the sun is great, because as I said before, the sun goes through the retina of the eye, through the optic nerve, and affects the pineal gland directly. Uh, Doing tai chi yoga, tai chi and yoga in the morning at sunrise while we watch the sunrise is excellent. It's absolutely perfect. Using crystals for purification. So for instance, um, the absolute best one that I know of is using a clear quartz crystal in the pyramid shape. The pyramid shape is related to uh, the idea of transformation as pyramids were shaped in that way because they were known to amplify and magnify the uh, the energy of transformation and uh, enable people to transform. So it transforms frequencies. So by using clear quartz pyramids, clear quartz being the most healing um, of all crystals and the most powerful of all crystals. So if you use these clear quartz, pyramids around your space they will neutralize the effects of electromagnetic uh, fields man-made electromagnetic fields they will neutralize the effects of toxins and they will allow the amplification of the pineal gland. It was found that in a lot lot of these sacred sites, you know, the telluric energies, as I said earlier, affects the the pineal gland. And the telluric energies are the energies that we find at these sacred sites. But they are also amplified by the stones that were used at these sacred sites. And a lot of these stones contained a high amount of clear quartz. And so the clear quartz is known to magnify the energy of the telluric uh, lines and atelioric uh, frequencies, and then it allows us to uh, essentially develop our pineal gland.